Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It is sectional championship Friday. We're excited about that, as are you. We'll have plenty of scores and plenty of conversations right now, though. The star of the show, the busiest guy you know, we're glad he's with us. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Great to be with you, Graham Shear and Jack Johnson, on a busy Friday night, sectional championship Friday across the state of Indiana. Just as you alluded to, and as scores are already piling into the studio, let's start with this. We've already got four shutouts to report, beginning down in Class A, where Carol Flora blanks Tri-Central. That's a final of 42-0. Elsewhere, moving to Class 4A, a whitewash, East Central 47, Greenwood nothing. Then a pair of shutouts coming from Class 6A coach. Ben Davis continues to roll. They put 53 on Pike, shut him out for good measure. And Warren Central, they defeat Southport in blanking fashion, 47 to nothing. Other scores from that same Class 6A. It was Westfield 24, Noblesville 12. That's a tough Noblesville team and a terrific win for the Westfield Rocks. As well, Center Grove, they're used to being in this position, 35-12 over Columbus North. Busy, busy night, high school football, college football preview. Also tell you about an Indiana Pacers in-season tournament win. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Got a lot of football to talk about tonight. Sectional championships. We'll look at some college games coming up tomorrow. We'll also talk some basketball, college basketball getting started. Starting Monday, actually, Greg Rakestraw and I will be doing the first game in the nation. That'll be the IUPUI matchup with Spalding. Uh, tonight, let's talk some football. Lynn Clark from Irish 101 joins me. Notre Dame Irish in action tomorrow. Lynn, thanks so much for the call. Thank you so much. Hope you're well. We're playing football. Everybody getting excited, rightfully so, about the Irish um, their matchup at Clemson. You and I have talked about this game for quite a while. It is here, uh, and to say it's an important game would be quite an understatement. That is true. The 12th-ranked Fighting Irish with a record of 7-2 back on the road facing Clemson tomorrow. Notre Dame is 2-1 and one this season as a visitor, while the Clemson Tigers at 4-4 four and four with three of those wins coming at home at Memorial Stadium, so it's going to be a very tough environment for Fighting Irish fans. This, in some respects, is almost like a, a bowl game opportunity for Clemson. They've got to look at it as elimination time every time they play because their margin for error in terms of getting into any kind of bowl is, is starting to dry up, if you will. Well, they're not bowl eligible right now. They have three more games after the Notre Dame game, but all at home. So they're trying to become bowl eligible, but they have not beat a ranked team this season. So what win at home... Mm-hmm especially builds confidence for that, that team and, and getting them to be bowl eligible. But it's not going to be easy, an easy game for Clemson as Coach Dabo Sweeney, maybe without his star running back, Will Shipley, who is listed as questionable for the game after being in the concussion protocol this week. Notre Dame is playing well on both sides of the football, especially on defense, but the Irish offense are going to be without one of their leaders. Tight end Mitchell Evans suffered an ACL injury in the pit game. 
he is out for the season. Mm. So I really think, Bob, this is going to be a defensive battle. The Irish have forced 10 turnovers in the past two games, while Clemson on the season has lost 10 fumbles, and they're ranked 96th in the country in turnover margin, and their quarterback, Cade Kublick, has thrown for five interceptions. Xavier Watts for the Fighting Mm. Irish has six on the year. So the Tigers have the best Mm -hmm. defense in the ACC, Notre Dame, starting to get some continuity with as far as offense, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring, old-fashioned, good football game tomorrow. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you go in, if you're Clemson, without your number one running back, that clearly hurts you. Uh, I think the uh, uh, the injury issue is not as bad on the IU side of the ball, but you know, coming in, if you're in a game of this magnitude, if you're Clemson, you're trying your best not to let this high-powered offense in Notre Dame have the field as much as they want. Look for Notre Dame to maybe take some shots down the field to complement their running game, to kind of keep that defensive game plan a little bit off kilter. So uh, one intangible, though, Sam Hartman has never beaten Clemson. He's 0-4 all-time against the Tigers. Last year when he was at Wake, the game went into double overtime with the Clemson Tigers before Clemson ended up winning that ballgame. But this is going to be a very hostile environment up in the upstate of South Carolina. And Notre Dame is going to have to play flawless football. That means no mental mistakes. Turnovers Mm -hmm. will be key. Mm -hmm. Special teams, and of course, Notre Dame special teams, have really been another story this year. It's really going to be a difference in the game tomorrow if they can just play well in all phases of the game. Defense, offense, special teams. If they're able to get a win tomorrow, then tell me about postseason, how things begin to look. Well, they're going to enjoy a bye week again after a Clemson victory, hopefully. And then they prepare for their last game of the year against Wake Forest and finishing the regular season on the road against Stanford. So some early speculation right now. Notre Dame may be going to the Peach Bowl, getting into a New Year's Six game if they can win out. The Irish have never played in the Peach Bowl, and one of the early possible opponents is the University of Alabama and, of course, their offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese. He's Dr. Lynn Clark from Irish 101. He'll be with us tomorrow night to talk about the matchup between the Irish and Clemson. Lynn, thanks for your time tonight. Be safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Lots of football. Lots and lots of football. Championship Friday night. Sectional championships being crowned all over the state tonight in high school football. What a fun, fun night. Seriously. And... For those of you who win tonight, congratulations. Those of you who didn't win, to you and your families, I want to congratulate you on a, a fantastic effort. If you, you're a senior on a fast, fantastic career, hope it continues in some way for you in the future. But I know this is a an emotional night for a lot of reasons. And we're glad with all the choices you have when you get in your car in terms of what you do, we're glad that you take the time to turn on one of our great affiliated stations around the state and listen to our show. So we'll try not to disappoint you, try to get you these scores as quickly as we can, and we'll also try to have some stimulating conversation. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana High School Football Tonight's. Dylan Malone joins me from Witness Media. Dylan, tell me what game you had. Give me a, give me a, a score on that one. You had Adam Central and who tonight? Adam Central and Madison Grant. It was a big blowout, fifty-six to fourteen. Well, Adam Central ranked for a reason. Where they are, they're they're pretty solid. I mean, they are really 
you see them. You see them on a regular basis. What deficiencies do they have, if any? Uh, well, the only chances people have had this year to score against the Jets uh, have been very early in the game. Uh, one thing I credit the coaching staff with is uh, their ability to adjust on the fly. Like tonight, uh, the Argyles got 14 points against Adam Central. And then uh, they were actually up 14-7 to in the game. But Adam Central rallied off mm-hmm. 49 straight points. Uh, and they just didn't score again because yes. Adam Central really tightened the bolts up. Well, I mean, that's the thing about them. I mean, defensively, they're one of the highest-rated teams in, this, in the state in terms of uh, defensive average, margins of win, you know, go through the whole shooting match, if you will, in terms of stats, and they're right there. There's a reason why they are ranked as highly and played for a championship a year ago. Yeah, they really haven't changed a whole lot of anything. A couple personnel changes here and there. Uh, but they've just reloaded, and it's the next man up mentality for these guys. They've done it for the last couple of years. Yeah, I would think that's uh, quite the beauty. And, and you know what? They they don't need any motivation. Their motivation is to get back and win a championship, which has eluded them to this point. And it seems like they're uh, they're certainly poised to do this. All right, so they have plenty of guys who are pretty good. Tell me who plays well for them tonight. Uh, tonight we had uh, Jack Hamilton as our uh, witness player of the game. Uh, he he threw three touchdowns had a hand uh, in a lot of the running plays, and uh, he also had a couple key defensive plays. Uh, he's our senior quarterback, and then we also had uh, the guy in the middle all all day, every day, is Keegan Bloom, and, and he tallied up uh, over 100 yards on only 12 carries. Uh, he kind of makes the offense flow, uh, and then you've got guys that go on the outside. Aaron Hershey was fantastic tonight. Uh, we also had Max Hamilton in there in the mix, and uh, uh, Trevor Curry had a couple of touchdown catches. So just a bunch of guys. Adam Central comes at you from a, a bunch of different angles. All right, Adam Central ranked number two in single A. Who's up with the, who's up for them next weekend in terms of regional play? Well, it kind of feels like a seeded tournament. They're going to play uh, Carol Flora. It sounded <laughs> like Carol Flora was putting them away. So 2-3 next they week. Did, yeah, they did win. Right. Wow. You know what? It's a it is fantastic, is it not? Uh, you, you've been through this. They got to. They've done this and done it well tonight. Adam Central ring number two in single A uh, moves on to the regional round. A very impressive win, 56-14 over Madison Grant from Witness Media. Dylan Malone joins me. Dylan, thanks for the call. I'll talk to you next week. All right, anytime. Thanks, Bob. Thanks very much. We're off and running, playing some football. Stay with us. We've got a lot of football to talk about, football championships around the state. You can help us, scores, videos, pictures, at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night as we talk about uh, high school football and basketball. Stay with us. Coming up, John Herrick from the IU Sports Network will join us, talk about IU and their matchup with Wisconsin, and also talk a little IU basketball at an exhibition tonight against Marion. So stay with us as we continue to focus on high school football around our state. We'll talk about some college football a little bit later on tonight. And encourage everyone, again, as we do on Fridays, join us on Saturday so we can 
talk a little bit of ball. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Scores continue to roll in from sectional championship Friday. Let's get to them and start in Class 5A, where Mishawaka bested Concord by 6, 20-14. Also, Fort Wayne Snyder, great offensive night. They put up 49, defeating Fort Wayne North, 49-14. Decatur Central moves on, beating Harris and West Lafayette, 28-17. Our pal Eddie Garrison's very happy about that one. Bloomington South, 49, Seymour, 14. We move down to Class 4A, where Northwood got past North Ridge by a field goal. Final 17-14. Leo had no problem with Fort Wayne Dwanger, 31-13. Mississauga, what a win over Kokomo, 31-24. It was New Palestine rocking Mount Vernon, Fordville, 42-6. And East Central shut out Greenwood, 47 to nothing. Couple scores in from Class 3A as well. Chatard, a 20-piece on Hamilton Heights, 28-8, and Tri-West moved past Monrovia, 28-21. One score as well from Class 2A so far, that's LaVille, 28, and Bremen, 14. Coach alluded to it, John Herrick coming up in just a matter of moments. His Hoosiers take on Wisconsin tomorrow at noon. Rest of the college football slate looks like this. Number 15, Notre Dame visits Clemson. You heard from Len Clark on that one. Youngstown State and Indiana State at one. A couple games at two. That's Dayton and Valparaiso, as well as Butler at Moorhead State. The late game at the Big House, Purdue, and number three, Michigan at 730. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you could join us in Indiana Sports Talks, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven the number two savelives.org is their website. College football tomorrow, IU hosting Wisconsin at noon. With me from the IU Sports Network, John Herrick. And John, before we talk about the football game, IU basketball team with an exhibition win over Marion University. Had to be a somber uh, and reflective night for everyone in Bloomington with the recent passing of the legendary Bob Knight. Uh, I can't imagine how emotional it was for everyone so close to his passing to be in that building playing basketball. Uh, A tough, tough night for everyone. Yeah, yeah, Bob, but I tell you what, it was handled in an incredibly special way. Uh, so, you know, we go on the air at 5.30, the game starts at 6.30, you know, Don, Don, Eric, and I do our usual right. uh, pregame routine, uh, and then they wanted to do something special right before the national anthem, have a moment of silence to honor Bob Knight, uh, and they opted to not have the PA announcer, Jeremy Graves, normally an excellent PA announcer, they wanted to have Don Fisher... Sure intro the um <laughs> you know the moment of silence so that goes out over the right, radio network right. that goes out over the state all throughout assembly hall really cool moment really powerful moment um all over assembly hall tonight was you know in memory of bob knight and you saw all the pictures sure. i'm sure uh, the pictures that were up are the same ones that you've probably seen all throughout the week um and then that was really cool to see um and then at halftime uh, of the game, they went back and they showed a replay of when Bob Knight returned to Assembly Hall in February of mm-hmm. 2020. So how about the timing of that? It was great that he did come back in February of 2020 because, right. as we know, the world shut down in March of 2020. So they got that he got that return into Assembly Hall right in the nick of time. And to see that replay 
of him coming back into Assembly Hall. He's got Isaiah Thomas on his arm. He's got Quinn Buckner on his arm, his son mm-hmm. next to him. Um, the crowd's going crazy. And the crowd is in the, in the arena tonight was watching the replay dead silence. Everybody is fixated on, on the replay, on the Jumbotron. Just an incredibly somber moment uh, for, for Bob Knight. And they also showed clips of him talking periodically in timeouts and had quotes up uh, on the uh, Jumbotron from players like Damon Bailey, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Landon Turner, uh, guys that played for him. Uh, and the, the, the tributes were just uh, were really special. Um, it wasn't easy, but I, I think the university handled this about as well as you can handle a tough situation like that. Yeah, there's no playbook on how to do this, uh, and, no. and, and quite you know, quite frankly, he's one of the most um, uh, influential people uh, our state's ever seen or ever experienced, and his um, his legacy is a long and deserved one for all of his faults. Uh, I'm sure people point that out too, but I think the good things that he did and, and his influence in our state, not just on basketball, but I think uh, on the way of life people had, was uh, almost indescribable, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, I was having a conversation with the IU Athletic Director Scott Dolson recently, and he did mention the impact that Bob Knight had on the state of Indiana. But not just that, he said whenever Bob Knight would walk into a room, and I mean any room, whether it was in Indiana or somewhere else, other celebrities would stop and look and go, oh, Bob Knight's in here. So it it just he, he had that commanding of a presence. Uh, as you know. But, yeah, you knew that the the IU basketball team was going to come out and play really hard tonight. They did. uh, They needed to clean some things up from that UND exhibition game, and they really did. They shared the ball well. Only two turnovers the entire evening. Uh, They had 25 Mm. assists. Uh, They ended up with uh, five different players in double figures, but, um, you know, ten guys scored. So, um, it, it, and, and, of course, Marion, uh, worthy opponent from the NAIA. They're going to be great uh, in the Crossroads League, as they always are. Uh, but just you, you knew tonight was going to be special for this men's basketball team and for these fans, and it was. All right, football tomorrow. you got a short turnaround. Wisconsin yeah. comes into Memorial Stadium at noon. Um, these are all important games for the obvious reasons, not the least of which guys need to get some reward for their uh, the effort they're putting in, and it's they're finding it hard, number one, to score, and number two, that's putting a lot of pressure on their defensive unit. Yeah, I think the big thing to watch right now is the injury report. We don't know who is going to be officially in or out. We've just been hearing all week long that Wisconsin is beat up. They have a lot of guys injured. They've been on a backup quarterback recently. Um, but the biggest thing that you take away from that Penn State loss is how much better the defense played. The defense showed much more signs of life against Penn State, even though they did give up the late touchdown. And the offense got going under uh, coach, under offensive coordinator Rod Carey. Brendan Soresby looked good. Got to build on it now. Uh, you you got to build on it. Wisconsin's going to come in angry after they lost to Ohio State. Um, and so this is – if you want to have a bowl eligibility, you've got to win out now. You've got to win all four of these games in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing, though, that I, that, again, won't know it until the injury report comes out before the game, but it looks like Indiana is on the upswing in terms of getting guys back and getting guys healthy, and Wisconsin looks to be a little bit beat up right now, and they might have some guys out. So that injury report, I think, is going to show us a lot about how this game could go. 
Big key, you know, hopefully get a good start, take care of the football, and um, and do what you can to get a W. Yeah, I mean, that's the big thing. And protect Brendan Soresby. Let him get back there. He's clearly in a rhythm right now with the offensive coordinator, Rod Carey. Josh Henderson's back at running back. And control the clock, you know. Don't don't put your defense out on the field anymore that's necessary. Tom Allen's been making that a point of emphasis for the last couple weeks, you know. Don't put the defense out there for too many snaps and wear them out because of offensive miscues. Control the clock. Don't turn the ball over, and if the defense can play the way they played against Penn State last week, you got a great shot, not only in this game, but in the subsequent games after it. John Herrick from the IU Sports Network on the call of Indiana's 94-61 win over Marion University in exhibition basketball tonight. You'll also be with the legendary Don Fisher and Eric Sir tomorrow on the matchup with Wisconsin, 12 o'clock at Memorial Stadium. John, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to talk some high school football. Todd Mello from WHMB will join us and others. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.